Welcome to episode four of Everyday Yoga, Yoga Philosophy for Everyday Life. It's uh, me, Brendan Murphy. I am the founder and director of Shanti Warrior Yoga. And um, I'm joined by my lovely friend, Sam, today. Um, Sam, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Hello, I'm Sam. I am the owner of the Sambo Squibbles. Um, It started off with me just being artistic and using art as a way of being mindful and then it's grown into a little business and I'm based in Hitchin and you can find me online and yeah that's what I do. So tell us a little bit about um, what the art is that you do that kind of a little bit about your style of of, of art. So I describe it as illustration um it started off with someone suggesting that I get a colouring book um, for mindfulness, because that's quite popular at the moment. And my response was, why would I do that? I can draw. So I started drawing um, bold outlines, which has always been my style, and then designing some intricate patterns within that outline. Um, And I take my inspiration from mandalas, which is quite relevant to yoga, I suppose, in some ways. and just the whole process of focusing and and drawing just it is a way of being mindful it completely blanks your mind you focus on what you're doing you get absorbed in the colors the lines the flow and yeah it's just a great way of switching off so that's why uh, i wanted to talk to you on this podcast because um you know the mandala um thing is uh, for people who don't know it's um almost like a, a the pattern repeats and balances on both sides right yeah. that's that's kind of that's my understanding of it you, you have the, the buddhist monks who do these mandalas and they make them i think in colored rice colored rice sometimes and then when they've done them they just scatter them and, 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 and it's, a, it's a practice and non-attachment um you know so not getting too attached to things and, and letting things go but um it's really interesting because art therapy is obviously something that's quite popular um, uh, what well, seems to be anyway to me uh, these days for, for people who are looking for a way, as you said, about to be mindful and to distract themselves maybe from other worries. And um, just to take it to a bit of yoga philosophy, um, a, a book that I actually uh, recommended to you, Sam, wasn't it? This, um, this book, Meditation, an eight-point program by Eknath Iswaran. And he's maybe my favorite writer on yoga. I'm just going to give you the, the notes on this so you can look it up if you like. The It was published by Nilgiri Press. And the copy that I have, I think, was the seventh edition that was published in around about 1978. I'm going to get that right so that you can look it up. Because it's hard to find this book these days. 1987 was the seventh printing of it. So this guy, Eknath Swaran, he talks about, and I've sort of told Sam this story, so she's going to look at me now and roll her eyes because I've told her the story about four times in different classes. Um, but, you know, the, the story that I love that comes from this guy, Eknath Swaran, is he says, imagine an elephant walking through um, a little village in India and, he, and he's walking through and, he, and he's not thinking about anything um, but his trunk's swaying from side to side and even though he doesn't mean to be doing harm he's knocking things over and causing destruction and he says but if you give that elephant a stick to hold on to in its trunk it can walk through that village without causing that chaos because it's got something to focus on um and then he says so think about the the elephant's trunk like uh your mind swaying side to side and it can cause 
um, destruction and, uh, and chaos in your life if your mind is swaying from one thing to another. Uh, but if you give yourself something to focus on, i.e. the stick to hold on to, then you can carry on doing what you want to do and head towards where you want to be going without causing the chaos all around you. And so I think that that's, that's something that resonates with me. And I think that that's maybe something that kind of sounds um, similar to what it is that you do with the, the, your work for, for, for mindfulness. Does that, does yeah, that sound, sound about right? Is. Yeah, I think that analogy can be applied to a lot of different things for different people. And my art is definitely something it's definitely my stick mm. I can hold on to it and focus on it and it stops my mind going in a thousand different directions and I'm just concentrating on what I'm doing there and then um but the same can be done of washing up or hoovering if you just really focus on what you're doing and take interest in the detail everything else just dissolves into the background nice and and, and so yeah that's a really good and, and I love how in your work it's you know, the patterns and the, and the mandala style um, is about balance, but you've done it slightly differently where you have maybe done little sections like of, of a dog's ear or something yeah, and, yeah. and then you put it in there. Yeah. I, I love that. So tell us a little bit about, I don't know, have you got like a favourite piece of work that you've done? Um, I've, do you know what? My, it's prob- probably not my favourite, but one of the most challenging pieces I've had was to do a full mandala. So I have, was asked to do um, a really big piece of a sun and I had to do a full mandana within it because a lot of my work just has sections. It's not completely a whole mandala. It's just, like you said, an outline of something with a little hint of mandala in there. Um, but the full mandala was hard because it is, especially when you're a bit of a perfectionist, you want to get everything completely right and you have to... It just took so much concentration and it took me months and months to complete. But at the end of it, I was really proud of myself. Great. That's really interesting that you talk about perfectionism because I was talking about starting this podcast and I was putting um, a request up on my Facebook and saying, I've wanted to do a podcast for ages. Any tips and ideas about how I can do it? And... Um, one of my friends who I went to university with just said, said, just do it, man. He said, perfectionism <laughs> and procrastination are, are the enemy. Yeah, just do so it, true. you know? And so, so I think that, does that, does that resonate with you yeah, as well? Yeah, definitely. You can think about it. You can overanalyze and think about something way too much. And I've definitely had times where I've put a half-finished bit of artwork up in my living room and just stared at it for days and days thinking, you know, what's my next move? What else can I do to make it better? And actually, if you just sit down and do it, then it just comes naturally. Yeah. And so, and it's interesting as well because another um, guy that I've been listening to, Jordan B. Peterson, I think you you have um, read his stuff as well. Uh, He talks about just, you know, when you're looking at something and you think, I can't do this, he says, well, can you do it badly? <laughs> and if you can do it badly, well, okay, so do it badly. And then it's done. And then, okay, refine it, you know. And, and, and at least if you do something, like if you're writing an essay or something, um, I, I'm doing my um, psychology degree part-time at the minute. And, and sometimes you sit down and you go, oh, there's like a thousand words to do or whatever. And it might not sound like a lot to, to some people. But for me, having just come back into to studying, you know, a thousand words seemed like a lot. And um, but you go okay. Well, how am I going to do a thousand words? You say, well, do one word first, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you, and and then, and then write the thing, you know, and, and 
and, and then at least it's you know you've got somewhere and some ideas done yeah. and then you can go back and edit yeah, and edit definitely. do you do that with your work yeah definitely you can definitely think about something too much before you even start it and before you know it weeks have gone past and you're just procrastinating like your friend said you just put it off and put it off and think well I'm not going to start it until I perfect it but actually like you said if you start it you know that's the main hurdle yeah. you get it done and then if you don't like it you can go back make changes or you can start again but at least you've got past that barrier of of actually starting it in the first place yeah. but can you do that with your work though because uh, um so what do you do do you start off with pencils and then scrub I bits used out? to I used to start off with pencil but because the detail in my work takes so long it was taking me just forever to do one piece because I was doing everything in pencil then going over it in pen and I was basically doing it twice so it took me a long time to get to the stage where I sort of just trusted myself got rid of the pencil and just went for it and there have been times where I've gone oh no I need to start this again and I've ripped it up and chucked it away and started from scratch but it doesn't happen very often and I think the mistakes are part of it you know like that whole Chinese vase, they, they put gold carrot over the cracks and it becomes part of the piece. Mm. Sometimes the mistakes become part of your work. Yeah. Well, that, I, I don't know where it was that I heard it, but, um, you know, the cracks, that's where the light gets in. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. that's a good analogy. Yeah. And I don't know, I, I, I'm not sure where I heard that at all. I, what, was it on a, a kind of six music um, poetry day or something? And one of the guys oh, was reading really? a real gruff kind of accent. That's where the light gets in, the cracks, you know, and I love that. Um, but yeah, so tell us a little bit, do you mind telling us a little bit about why you came to, to need to do, or not need, but wanted to do some kind of art for mindfulness? Not there? at all. Um, so back in 2013, I think it was, I had my first experience with really bad ill mental health um, and I had a series of panic attacks and was suffering with anxiety which I'd never had before and it totally knocked me for six um, and it totally broke me to be honest and I had to build myself back up and as part of that I explored lots of different avenues of just looking after myself basically and and self-care because I realized that I I hadn't been doing that I'd been eating badly I'd been you know busying myself with a million and one things not giving myself a break and it all had to change because it got too much so I went through this period of of anxiety and panic attacks and that's when someone suggested to me well why don't you get a coloring book and that's when I said, oh, actually, I don't need to. I can, I can draw, so I might as well start drawing. And I've always been creative and artistic and I've always dabbled with it in the background but not really committed to doing it as a daily exercise or anything. So I just started drawing and I started for myself and then, you know, family and friends were liking what I was doing and so I'd draw for them because it kind of gives you a... It just gives you a real nice buzz if you're doing something for someone rather than just for the sake of it and it gives you a bit of motivation so i started drawing for friends and family and then the power of social media i was posting pictures and getting more and more likes and people commenting and then it just kind of evolved naturally into this little business that i've got and i love it and i 
yeah, I can just dip in and out of it as I need to in the evenings. Um, I've got a toddler at the moment, so that makes it difficult. But I've recently got into rock painting. As you can see, I've got a thousand rocks on my dining room table. Um, But just having that little creative output is just a bit of a lifesaver. It's just, even if it's 10 minutes, it's just a time where you can not think about anything else. You're just thinking about the lines that you're putting on the paper or the rock or whatever medium you're using and anyone can do it. Yeah. And I think, I mean, was it, because people can sometimes look at things like that and go, that's brilliant, I wish I could do that kind of thing. Um, but they can't see the first step. I mean, was it a, you know, from from being quite down and, and not feeling so good about yourself and, um, you know, having anxiety and panic attacks, which is something that's like, you know, so prevalent these mm-hmm. days. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody who who would be listening to this who hasn't either experienced that themselves or um, have a family member or a friend who who's gone through the same thing. But you know, was it instantly when you started doing? I'm sure it wasn't instantly no, when you started not, doing the, no. the the artwork that that it kind of made you feel better. No, it was definitely a journey. Um, I just started learning more about mental health in general. I was reading a lot on the internet, I was reading a lot of books, I was getting advice from people, I was just reaching out to anyone who would talk to me and they were giving me their stories as well. Like you said, so many people have experienced it. Um, So they were telling me what helps them, you know, going outside, going for a walk. So it all started with things like that. And then I just came to the drawing after probably months of, of just doing little things to try and pick myself back up and and that was just one of them that I'd read about and people had said you know drawing is is a really good therapy um because I was just looking for anything to help myself basically Mm. um and then that's where it started because I'd always loved drawing so that love was always there Mm. and I'd always found pleasure in concentrating on fine detail um especially when I was doing art in school and things so it just, yeah, it just came naturally eventually, but not straight away. You can't force yourself into these things. But if you dabble with something, you might like it. So, yeah, and that's what I am quite keen to get across, I think, um, because I think when people look at someone like you or, or, or some, some look at a yoga teacher and they think, well, they've got it all together, you know, yeah. they, they, <laughs> they, they've sorted themselves out, their lives <laughs> cool, I can't do that. But it's really not like that, you know, it's an everyday thing for me, you know, this is, and this is what I'm saying, everyday yoga, that's why I called the podcast that, because it's every day that I'm having to practice what I preach uh, to keep myself on an even keel, and I've said it to you before, you know, um, yoga teachers don't walk about in a state of zen, we're as <laughs> mental as anybody else, and it's just that this helps to kind of, you know, filter the crazy a little bit, yeah. and that, and that's what it is. Um, but I'm quite happy that that I am of that mindset to understand that um, that that it's 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 like anything else; it takes work, and um, and and, and uh, I, I would like to try and get a, a a bit of a feeling across for for anybody who is interested in changing their lives that that this didn't just happen overnight for you you know no. it's taken a while right yeah, definitely it's taken well I've been doing it for three years now and you know I'm still learning every day I'm learning and I'm changing and I'm evolving and my style's changing and I'm experimenting with different things and I don't think happiness isn't a destination it's a journey it's taking pleasure in 
tiny things every day. It's not, if I get this, this and this, I will then be happy. It doesn't work like that. It's, it's a journey and it's enjoying that journey. And that's what I'm doing. I'm doing something I love. And it's amazing that people love it as well. And yeah, I'm just learning and I'm meeting loads of people and I've made new friends and, and I just, yeah, it's, it's made my life better basically. And the same can be said of any other hobby, you know, that people want to get into, whether it's baking or drawing or some sort of sport, it just enriches your life a little bit. Yeah. It's like, yeah, um, the, the, is it the Buddhist saying um, where um, he says, when you're eating, eat, um, when you're drinking, drink, when you're walking, walk. And as I like to say in my classes, when you're planking, plank, you know, <laughs> be in the plank, you know, <laughs> enjoy, savor being in the plank, you know, in that moment. But um, you know, I, I want to know a little bit about these rocks because they're really cool. So tell us a little bit about the, the rocks that you're, you're, you're doing. So basically, um, I'm quite heavily pregnant, as you can see, and I am struggling to do my drawing because it requires sitting down for hours at a time, you know, sort of hunched over, um, really close to my work, looking at the detail, and I just can't do it at the moment. So I just stopped drawing and I really missed that creative output and... Um, I discovered something called Hitchin Rocks a little while ago where basically people paint rocks and then you leave them places for children, adults to find and then they can either keep them or rehide them. And I just loved the whole idea that you do something and you could make a little boy or girl's day. They could find this rock with a really brightly coloured picture on it. And so describe, a, describe a couple of the rocks that you have here. Um... So my favourite at the moment is to do a leopard print rock. <laughs> the one I am looking at right now is bright yellow. It's got leopard print on and the word happy in pink and a little bee. And I mean, I don't know about you, but if I saw that when I was walking out, I'd be like totally made up. Yeah, that's really cool. And tell us about your obsession with bees then. Well, my daughter is called Beatrix <laughs> and we call her Bee for short. So... Pretty much everything I have is bee-related. <laughs> and what, what is it about bees that you love? I've watched, you know what, when I was a child, I used to stroke bumblebees. Um, How do you do that? You just have to be really gentle. They just sit there on the flower and then you just stroke them. And I used to do it as a child. And I don't know why, I was just drawn to them. And I've just always loved bees. Right. I mean, I don't know if I would recommend that to anybody. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> they go and stroke a bee, you know. I don't know if it's good for you or for the bee. But uh, it's a nice story, though. <laughs> you know, and, and bees are very important. So let's, yeah, let's, exactly. cele let's celebrate the bees. Well, you've got to show them love, you know. Maybe just put some sugar water out for them <laughs> rather than stroke them. I was young and naive. I didn't know. Uh, but, um, yeah, no, I've always had a love for them. So, um and the fact my daughter is called B is just an added bonus. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to have to uh, calm down on the B front when the, the next baby comes along. Oh, geez, I'll start yeah. Being jealous. So you're going to have to call the, the next one a name beginning Some with sort of B. <laughs> so um, tell us, pick another one of your rocks because there's loads of them here. Pick another one and tell us about that then. Um, you can, you can, is, this is a thing online, isn't it, where you can go and, and search for like hashtag Hitchin Rocks, is that right? Yeah, it's a Facebook page actually, um, Hitchin Rocks, and there's also a Stevenage Rocks page, and I think there's probably a, 
rocks page for every single town and I didn't realize what a big movement it was but everyone seems to be doing it and it's great for the kids to get involved and paint the rocks and then go and hide them and I know there's um, a woods in Stevenage called Boxwoods and you can always find rocks there and it's and it's great fun for the kids you know it's like a treasure hunt yeah exactly and then just it's a little bit of joy isn't it in 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 your your everyday life when you're walking through and you're 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 brightening up someone else's day it's kind of like graffiti art yeah yeah but portable yeah yeah exactly um so tell us about this other one you've picked out then so i've picked this one out which is a lobster and this is actually based on one of my bits of artwork that i've done um because a lot of the rocks I've done are just quite cute and they they're not relating to me specifically but this one I just started to think oh maybe I can you know interpret my artwork onto a rock Mm. I can't I can't add the detail that I normally do but this is an artwork that I've done previously and I've I've done it in rock form Mm. that's really cool and and then that's that's hopefully that's good advertising then for the business. Well, too. this is it. I've started. I've actually started writing the Sambo scribbles on the back of the rocks. Yeah. So, you know, when people pick them up, they can look on the back. I also put hitching rocks, so they can see hitching rocks, the Sambo scribbles, and they can Google me, go on my Instagram, and and I've got a highlight on my Instagram page which is purely dedicated to the rocks that I've painted. Okay, cool. <laughs> and so. Um, Going back to the thing, obviously this has really helped you doing the artwork and, and helped you to kind of be a bit more mindful in your everyday life and um, made you... F- I think I think what, what I get from what you're saying is that it's about creating something positive and feeling like you're creating something positive in your world. Is that Would that be fair? Yeah, definitely. It's, um, it's really fulfilling to, um, to produce something. So out of something potentially that's bad or a bad situation, something good can come from that. And I don't know, I, I think it's the same with cooking and things like that. When you're creating something, you just get a real buzz. And and the fact that I still, you know, I'm completely baffled at the fact that other people like my work and I get a lot of imposter syndrome where you kind of think, what am I doing? I'm not an artist, I can't draw. Um, especially when you look, you know, on the, the big bad world of social media and it's hard not to compare yourself sometimes. But people like what I do, I like what I do, it helps me and, yeah, I just I just keep doing it. Yeah, great. I mean, you know, you, sh- you should be just giving yourself much more credit for what you do, so it's brilliant. And you made me um, a beautiful yin-yang um, yes. piece as well and that's yeah. gorgeous. And you can see that if you go on to... Um, my Instagram page or my um, Twitter page. Um, and if you want to see that, I'll post it again. Um, so, yeah. Um, in terms of just... So, from your kind of situation then, um, just to make this kind of really a useful thing for everybody else as well as um, kind of um, understanding how, how, how great your artwork is as well. And I want to point people towards your stuff because I think you're brilliant what you do. And, and, and um, it's it's so nice to be able to, to support local businesses as well and small businesses, especially if you live in and around Hitchin, you know, go and look up the Sambo Scribbles. Um, but if you, you know, if you had one piece of advice to somebody who was going through uh, anxiety and, and panic attacks like you did, neither of us are experts in this and it's no. not, we're not trying to say that we are. And there's loads of stuff you can do 
online you can go and look up the nhs website and and get the advice and everything on there and um, there's loads of helplines for people who know much more about helping people with mental health issues uh, more than me and sam know but i don't think there's um you know it's always useful i think to have people's personal stories about how you kind of have overcome those issues and we said it's an everyday thing and it's still a constant thing for me as well you know um trying to value myself and and listen and practice what i preach um but if you had one piece of advice for for people who are going through anxiety and um and depression or 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 something that happened that helped you what what would you say um for people to 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 give them a bit of hope i would say that there isn't a miracle quick fix um unfortunately but while i was in the midst of what i was going through i was desperately looking for that one thing that was going to fix me which is how i came upon all the different things that have helped me whether that's art yoga eating well exercise and unfortunately there is no one quick fix it will get better there will be a time when you don't feel like that but unfortunately it just takes time and many many different things that you can do will help you get there yeah perfect that's perfect you know and, and as i say if you go online and search for um you know help with um organizations who deal specifically with uh, mental health issues and anxiety depression and panic attacks and i guess just knowing that you're not the only one yeah. and understanding then that, that there's no shame in it because um you know you might look at somebody like sam and go well she's got it all together and and she's never had to have go through all the stuff that i and, that i've gone through and when you know sam's had to come through her stuff still dealing with it same as me um you know talk about it to speak to someone who cares and, and and share and don't don't hold it on the side and then you know Having that sense of shame just put you back into a cycle of of, of devaluing yourself and um and taking you back down again. So celebrate what you can do. You know, um, try and uh, and talk to people who who um can give you some advice. You can go to your GP. Um, you know, and yeah, again, look around for 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 happy things around you. You know, you might walk through. Um, if you're in Hitchin, you might walk around around Stevens. You might see these little happy rocks that <laughs> the Sam's putting throughout the place and um, brightening the place up. So yeah, so great stuff. Thank you so much, Sam. Um, in terms of if you want to support the podcast, if you're listening to this and finding it meaningful and helpful, you can go to Patreon.com and uh, search for uh, Shanti Warrior Yoga or Everyday Yoga, and you'll find the podcast there. If you want to. Uh, help support the podcast and um, help me kind of to carry on doing great things like this and I love doing it it's great being able to talk and uh, and share um, brilliant people like Sam with you um, if you want to go along and support the podcast you can go along and do that price of a, a cup of coffee or a, or a, or a pint every month uh, if not keep on listening and, and enjoy it and just tell a mate leave a review share it whatever you want to do it all helps all right so um, I think I'll sign off in the same way that I usually do for my classes uh, kind thoughts, kind words, and kind actions. Apply those things to yourself as well as to others.